women are looked at as success in America. We see a white woman, I couldn't have you. My daddy couldn't have you. My granddaddy couldn't have you. I would get killed even looking at you. So now, if I play for the NBA, I want them all. So you're telling me, the black woman who has been there for us the whole damn time, when we were getting lynched, when we were getting whipped, who was there for us to heal our wounds. If you can give up on a black woman so easily, you don't deserve no other one because you have demonstrated that you can't give enough love to the number one who needs it the most mm. because she has been destroyed the most, rejected the most. She is the number one divorced, last married, most mistreated, and you telling me Thanks. that because now you have money, mm. now I'm free to go mess with the same white woman who helped to keep me in slavery. Selfish black brothers, mm -hmm. selfish who want to come together with a white one as an individual as though she is the epitome of greatness, she's the most beautiful, she has the best hair, she has the best everything. No, I think I take some brown sugar over some white cancer causing sugar anything. I can't have both. White women Hollywood, we live. Patrick, you and face. Don't make a face. Oh, wait, no. No, no, you used Patrick Ewing face on me last week. My bad, Charles Barkley face. <laughs> Don Maker face. <laughs> What's up? What's happening? Welcome to the Whatever Face Podcast. I am your host. Oh, oh, are oh! you? Okay. Oh, are you? Okay. okay. Two names on the marquee. We'll, we'll share the marquee. We'll share... We'll Get share, the, we'll share the marquee, off. Malizus in Hollywood. Oh, okay. Get your joint off. With an S. Get your joint off. All right. Ladies and gentlemen. Two happens. My co-host. You watch a new edition story way too much, Bobby. Relax. <laughs> I never watched it. Scale it down, Bobby. New edition joint on BT. I, I didn't. And if you, that's a shame really and didn't. disgrace. I really didn't. I don't know why, I, but I just never got to it. Fun. You got people yelling at you right fun, now. Uh, fun the fact. listeners. The listeners is yelling at not. the phone. I no, can't believe not. she. You know, people tell me all the time they 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 love our vibe because it feels like we just have a conversation and they get to sit in and listen, but also. They be screaming at the phone when we be talking about certain <laughs> things. This ain't one of those times, I'm telling you. Uh, I, I can almost bet you people are like, she hasn't seen that. Yeah, you wildin', fam. I'll get to it. Is it anywhere? Uh, BET. <laughs> <laughs> Screaming now on BET? All right, I'll pass. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna come up here and uh play boys of it. It's so hard to say goodbye. Um I was gonna start on a little somber note, man. Thought I lost my AirPods. Oh man. Thought I lost my AirPods. I did laundry no. last night, and if you know where the story's no. going. Couldn't find my AirPods. Where did they pop up? I got really sad. Is it a um, ATM? Fam. ATM bank? Fam. They were, when I was getting ready to put the clothes in the dryer, I found them resting in the washing mm -hmm. machine. 
And they survived and that heavy duty cycle. <laughs> We're holding on for dear life. We got uh, everything sitting in rice. Um, <laughs> it's on life support. I ask that you guys pray for my AirPods that they pull through. Yeah, because my headphones went in the machine and they didn't come out. They didn't come out okay. So. And my dumbass talk about some. Well, at least I know they're clean now. <laughs> at least they yeah. clean. A little malfunction, but they clean. Keep them clean, though. Yeah. Bruh. Well, I'm going to a moment of silence for my AirPods in the meantime. I hope y'all pull through left and right. Yeah. All right. All right. Oh. We got a lot of sports to talk about. I don't, if this is not a sports agent thing, you may just want to skip. <laughs> I think we were. I think we were kind of prepared to to, to uh, make it a music episode, but a lot is happening in the sports world we, that we can't ignore. Yeah. So we might have to. Matter of fact, have to push that music that those music topics back. So. We're gonna get to we're gonna touch that Nick Cannon thing that y'all heard at the beginning too. But uh right now, um we'll start Super Bowl, right? Just because it's Sunday. Right. Uh we gave our uh score predictions. Um did you see that interview with Jared Goff and Tom Brady when they asked Tom Brady to give uh Jared what pointers would Tom Brady give Jared Goff? I didn't see that. And I'm just sitting like, why would y'all like that's that might be the it dumbest a question. question. Like, why why are they sitting next to each other before the Super Bowl anyway? I get that it's media week. Yeah. Babs, you, you, you're the NFL plug. We might have to get you up here <laughs> to explain some of their. Uh, some their yeah, their I can doing. see why Marshawn was like, "I'm just here so I don't get fined," because a lot of the questions are really asinine. Is is like, come on. It's the same stuff you've been asking since the beginning of the season. Retirement questions to Brady. Like, he's already said, I'm, I plan on playing until I'm 45. He said that numerous times on his show, press conferences, TMZ catching him coming out of some fancy restaurant. Like, he's, every, every time, it's, I'm going to play until I'm 45 <laughs> if my body is holding up. Like, and then yet you're asking him, okay, if you win the Super Bowl time, would this be your last one? Like, the reporters, they have to come up with, like, better questions. It's just, it's annoying. Like, Media Week is mad annoying. I wish they could just get rid of it. They could do it for, like, a half a day. And I think everybody would be satisfied. I'm pretty sure the athletes would be good with that, just coming out for, like, a half a day and, and busting it out. Like, it's annoying. I had uh, one of the recent listeners uh, asked me if I was watching the Super Bowl and then proceed to uh, guilt trip me into watching it because of the whole support for Kaepernick. You know who you are. Don't feel shame now. You're, you're here. Um, having watched football all year, <laughs> I was not ashamed to say, it. yes, I'm watching. <laughs> yes, yes, indeed, I am watching the Super Bowl. I've been here all year. Not just going to run now. Because it's the biggest game of the year. You know, I've, I've, I've been here all year. I've voiced my opinions on the NFL all year up here about how they're trash. 
trash. Um, but yeah, I'm here for the Super Bowl. Um, sidebar for those that are going to the Super Bowl. If you're having a Super Bowl party, if you're invited to Super Bowl party, and you don't eat meat, stay at home. <laughs> you're not here for the vegetarian, pescatarian, vegan. Come on. You got to no, be all-inclusive. No, uh, y'all make me mad. Don't, don't let, show up to the function. Don't let cancel crew get to this podcast, and then they be ready to... Over, over chicken? chicken. I would say who like, call, I, Why you want to bash the non-chicken Chicken? Uh, yeah, I, I wish they would. You uh, non-meat eaters, please <laughs> call Peter and have him, have him come up here and <laughs> remove us from the building. <laughs> I mean, just imagine you at a Super Bowl party and a nigga come on, you like offering uh, wings and stuff, and they like, no, I'm just gonna eat the celery and the carrot sticks. Like, if you don't take your behind somewhere. You know what's funny? I gave up meat. Nah, don't even do it. I gave no, you didn't. No, you didn't. You almost didn't hang up. I gave up meat. I did. For what? Just the thought of it. It just, it grosses me out. Oh my it's, God. it's a silent killer. I just want to be healthy. Remember when Boomer gave up meat? How long did that last? <laughs> but you know what's different this time around because I've tried that before, giving up meat? The mindset towards it. Like in the past, I felt like I was just... Chicken either. Huh? You don't eat chicken. You using those AirPods right now, bro? I said you don't eat chicken. I don't. I have not. I have not, right. I have not had a piece of chicken. I'm done with you. I'm done. All uh, of next topic. So you, you. 2019 has been a whole January, so I'm glad we survived it. It's been, <laughs> it's been a great year. Yeah. That's. Yeah. I mean, it's not. And now it's you not, have. It's not really that bad. It's not. I don't mind it. I don't miss it. That's the thing. Like before, I felt like I was just making a sacrifice, but now the mindset is, this stuff is no good anyway. So you're better off without it. And with that mindset, it's very, now you have, very easy to avoid me. Now you have either saying, "See, see," but you canceled. You was one of the homies. So we can invite you to Buffalo Wild Wings for you know, yeah. I'm coming to eat bro. some fries. Nah, you not nah, get yo know, fried right. shrimp or something. All right, all right. Yeah, you out of here. You, you, you can't, you can't cancel us. Uh, you can't. <clears throat> so next, because uh, you just make it <laughs> fall into topics <laughs> that I don't even be wanting to talk about. I can't even begin to tell you how disappointed mm-hmm. I listen, am in you. Listen, you should be proud. It's disgusting when you think about it. No, no it really isn't. Mm-mm. The FDA wasn't even working Chris for, the, Crow. for the past month, nigga. Chris Crow would be Ro- she not would be. She's rolling over 
right now at the thought of all the times she put bacon on the table for you to now say you don't eat meat. Well, she probably wouldn't be eating it if she was around either. That's a doggone shame. I think it's pretty awesome. Emo, are you letting this happen? Yo, Jay is vegan. You not here for Jay? You not here for Jay vegan because he messed up with Beyonce and Beyonce vegan. So he, he trying to do... he's trying to they trying to make the whole world vegan. Like everybody vegan, we'll give you tickets to our concert. I'll I'll still pay for him. I ain't gotta I ain't gotta be vegan to see you. And if you tell me I can't come, then it's discriminatory. I'm suing. So this is what you tried to do to us for your Super Bowl party. You can't come because yeah, you don't eat think- meat. No, no, you can't. See? I'm sorry. I have to rescind every Super Bowl future invitation that I'm thinking about sending you. You know how difficult it is to, to appease y'all non-meat eaters? Try your best. Nah, bro. You, you... Try your best. So, Media Week. Because so anything <laughs> else is discrimination. And, and that's you... a lawsuit. So. Oh, so you're triggered. Huh? You triggered? So yeah. Oh, poor you. <laughs> poor you. Oh, poor you. And enjoy, enjoy the pizza and chips. I will. I'll, I I will. Media week needs to be shortened, and the, I think they use media week as a time to ask all the stupid questions that they never ask, like when you're supposed to be competitive throughout the regular season, which makes no sense at all because the biggest game of your career. I don't need you asking me stupid stuff like what do you listen to and what do you think about like bird bird box or whatever that is. Like <laughs> it ain't the time for those questions. Those are the questions that I would be asking though. Like I wouldn't be asking football During media week? What are they gonna answer? Like what do you, and what are you gonna ask them? How are you preparing for 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 that game and what's your mindset going into that game? Like what do you think? What do you think? It's the biggest, it's the biggest <laughs> this, game in all of sports. What do you think my mindset is going into that game? This is why I wouldn't, like, I agree in that media week should be canceled because no, I would ask the same type of questions. I would ask nothing football related. I guess it's supposed to loosen you up, but it's like, fam, I, I got way too much stuff on my plate to sit here and, like, in a room full of media and like, it'd nah, be the I, same I questions that said in a different way. Like, come on, like be more creative. Be yeah, more creative. I, I would be. I, I ain't gonna hold you. I ain't gonna hold you. But um, there's no. Uh, I think before Sunday, I have to pick um what team I'm actually rooting for to win the Super Bowl. Um. Shout out to these that are doing their best to make you switch channels during the Super Bowl um, halftime. Uh, WWE has something going on during halftime. Some other people have stuff going on during halftime, which is smart because I don't think there's ever been somebody that say, hey, let's challenge mm-hmm. the halftime show. Yeah, I'm here for that. This year, this year especially, a lot of people are not tuning in because of the Kaepernick thing and standing with Kaepernick. Um, they got Travis Scott, uh, Coon dancing behind <laughs> as part of the show with Maroon Five. 
And I'm a I'm a Maroon Five fan, but I just can't. Is PJ playing uh, with them? He might be. He might be. Shout out PJ are Morton. You, are you here for the halftime show, or will you be tuning tuning into whatever WWE has going on? I, I'm literally here for anything else but the halftime <laughs> show. I'm that's my uh, my stance on it. If I could give my one bit of protest, that would be the first off. I protest the halftime show every year anyway. I usually turn when halftime come up anyway. So you wasn't here for King Bruno last year, the year before. Well, you was. I think it was last year. They should call it the Bruno uh, Bruno time. Halftime show should always be Bruno Mars because. He does. He just as an entertainer. He doesn't. You can't go wrong. Yeah. I. This this leads me to ask you a question. That I asked uh, a bunch of people a while back. Who do you think they can get that they haven't gotten that are put on a fire halftime show? Like what artists? Um. I don't know. Maybe some of these young niggas like Ray Shrimmer. Has Rihanna ever done a halftime show? I can't recall. That would be fire. I can't recall. She got the hits. To she do got the hits, show. but she ain't in the music right now. Um, Breezy could do a halftime show for sure. Breezy could. He got hits. They probably wouldn't ask him to do it, but. Nah, they definitely won that one. He doesn't. He's well. You never know. This is the NFL. Like they, ain't, as long as you're not taking the knee, like they, they're cool with. Like if you beat women and if you murder people and you know, you're yeah. cool. Um, just don't protest the anthem. Yeah, that that'll get yeah. you flipped. Um, I think Kendrick could do. Uh, he could do a halftime. Yeah. That had a place rocking. Yeah. Yeah. He'll be good. What else you got? Nigga, you give me some party. I'm sitting here thinking. It's your question. <laughs> I felt like you had like a roster. No, it was something that came off the top. Um, but I was I had the conversation previously with multiple people. That was a while back. This was off the top here on this platform. Um, I'm trying to think who hasn't done it at the same time who would be a popping artist to do it. Drake? Mm. Talk about hits. He got his. He a little boring to me. He's boring, but I haven't seen uh, a lot of people said his uh, last concert at MSG um, Drake was flames. Um, I can see Drake. Yeah, I mean he he definitely has the wherewithal. Like he's a he's a stadium artist. He puts on a show, I guess. Um, yeah. I wouldn't be there for that, but and he know. has the, he, but he has a catalog that can get both audiences. Uh, your main That's very true. white America corporate audience, um, and black people, 
he can he can cater to both audience. He can cater to both audiences. Yeah. Yeah, I won't deny that. Oh. Uh, Jay already expressed that he would never do it, but he got he can do a quick little fifteen minute set that would be fire too. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. Um, I think I'm gonna be that guy that says uh, Rams just because I know the Patriots. No, in fact, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do the Stephen A. I'm gonna root Patriots this year just because. I pick the Patriots. I'm I'm picking them with sinisterly, hoping that by me picking them, the opposite occurs. So, I'm going to go Tom Brady and the New England Patriots. Can't go back-to-back and lose back-to-back to two young quarterbacks. Yeah, that was my logic. My pick is definitely cerebral. I am going with just uh, common sense, maybe, that Bill Belichick. I don't know. Like, he's twice that guy's age, Sean McVay. Brady is like twice Jared Goff's age. Like his first Super Bowl, Tom Brady's first Super Bowl, Jared Goff was like in kindergarten. So like, I just can't, I just can't see the Rams. I was watching Chris Carter's show this morning and um, Coach Mangini was on there and he talked about their Super Bowl against the Philadelphia Eagles. I think he said the Eagles. Somebody, I'm not sure. I can't remember. But he said like Belichick when they were coming up with plans for the for the for the game, Belichick pulled something from like years ago, like a, a old defensive scheme that nobody in the league was using. And it was everybody figured it was obsolete because nobody was doing it anymore. But schematically, it worked against whatever team that was that they were playing their running game. And he said that team had no clue as to what they were doing for like three quarters. So you talking about a man that's willing to go back decades to pull a schematic, you know, defense. Sean McVay can't do that. Like you're going to go back decades, you were 10. And I understand that you were around, you know, football, but you weren't around it in the same capacity that Bill Belichick was around 20 years ago. So all of that just I just can't see I can't see the Rams beating Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. I, I really can't. As much as I would like to see them lose second straight Super Bowl and you know possibly seeing what can unravel within the Patriots, maybe Gronk retiring and you know, just like shake it up a little bit, a little bit of parity within that organization, you know. Um I would like to see it, but I just, I just, I can't, my mind cannot grasp the concept of the New England Patriots losing to those young guys over in the Rams organization. So, yeah, I'm, I'm sticking For with the, the first Patriots. time ever. Ladies and gentlemen, this is going to be a first and probably a last on this podcast. I'm going to backpack, uh, backtrack, not backpack. I'm going to backtrack on my um, Patriots pick. And I'm gonna pick. Um, I'm going for the boxes. Uh, whatever box I I get that wins. If you aren't familiar with boxes for the Super Bowl, 
Uh, you get boxes based on the scores per quarter, and you win. You can win either based on a quarter uh, or at the, the completion of it. If your box is the, like, so let's say the score is 21-7, and you have the box is 21-7, it doesn't matter who's winning. If you have 21-7 at the end of um, – if your initials are in that box, the 21-7, um, you win whatever the pot is. So I'm going for the boxes. Uh, it's more fun that way. When you don't have a yeah. team invested, but, yeah, I'm going for the boxes. So good luck, Rams and, <laughs> and Patriots. <laughs> I'm just trying to win some coin. Heard you. Um, I'm just trying Heard to win some you. Coin. Um, NBA. NBA shaking ish up in the middle of Super Bowl week, grabbing headlines and whatnot. I guess it would be just blasphemous to not start with AD. Yeah. How do you feel about his stance on saying, uh, all year, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here, and then, yo. My agent, yo, put that out. That I'm, I'm, I want to, I want to be out of here. If anybody believed AD, if you, if you're a resident of Louisiana, then you probably believed him when he said, <laughs> <laughs> "Like I'm happy here and I love the fans and this is the place I want to be. It's about legacy. It's not about money. Blah blah blah." I can't blame you for being naive and believing that. But everybody else in the basketball <laughs> world, or sports fans. We all knew what it was. As soon as he signed to Clutch Sports, we knew what it was. The agent that he was under, Rich Paul can do no better than that agent that he had. Like, AD is a brand. The brow, he's a 27-15, he's a franchise player. I could have walked into a meeting and got AD a max contract. Like, you didn't need need (laughs) Rich Paul to do that. You didn't need Rich Paul to do that for you. So it was it was evident. You want to go with your guy, you want to go with Rich Paul, play with his guy somewhere down the line. We're going to shake it up, make it happen. Um, I don't blame him. And I'm here for all the, the player mobility and wanting to get out of an organization, wanting to get away from a team that doesn't have a winning culture, that hasn't proven to try to help you win or, you know, promote your game in any way. Like, he's been with the Pelicans for six years now, and they they only have one playoff, one series win. And then that, like, one out of his, all of his six years, they had Boogie. They've been, like, it's just, it's ridiculous. Like, you haven't done anything to keep this man here. So you can't be mad at him for wanting to leave and trying to go to a winning culture so he can get some rings and, and other things. So I'm here for the player mobility. I don't blame him. Pelicans suck. They let, like, they left Boogie like you couldn't offer Boogie. Boogie signed five million dollars with the Warriors. Like, there's no reason that Boogie shouldn't be with the Pelicans. Like, y'all couldn't offer him five, ten million dollars. So I don't blame I don't blame Anthony Davis at all for wanting to get out of there. Um, he's a really good talent, and it was just going to waste. Like you. Were, playing, giving your blood, sweat, tears, leaving it on the court, and it's like you win like 30 games every season. It's like, <laughs> like for what? <laughs> like, what am, like, what am I killing myself for? And you guys aren't doing your, your part of the, of, the, of the deal. 
You're not bringing anybody here. You're not making the team better. Coaches are in and out. Like, is come on. Y'all got to do better. And you can't be mad at players for wanting to leave a situation and go to a better situation. So I'm here for AD. Um, I'm here for him going to the Lakers. I think I said it on here before. I think KD will leave the Warriors after the season and it's going to shake up some things in the league. It's going to make the league fun again because it's going to make it wide open. Um, so to see AD with the Lakers, uh, I think that'll be, I think that'll be fun. So we'll see. I don't think he's going to, I don't think they're going to trade him within his deadline. Like he's asking to be traded, which I believe start started today or something or ends next week, something like that. I don't know. I don't think he'll be traded this season, but he will for the 2019-20, he will be in a, a Laker uniform. Um, <clears throat> every, a lot of what you said is going to parallel to a, a conversation that's going to flow after this. But, yeah, if you were a resident of Louisiana, you probably were the only ones that believed Literally. that <laughs> there was a chance of him staying. Um, he played at PC or tried to play PC. He did his he part. He, he um, did real good with it. He did. He got his got his money. Um, sidebar: Did you know if he would have stayed, he would have got been the first player to yeah. ever have three hundred mil uh, three hundred yeah. mil contract? Yeah. Does that change things for you, or are you like, nah, I'm out? Well, he had that conversation that's what he about said. It's not it's about the money. money. It's about legacy. For some people, for some people, that matters. Like, I've lived my entire life wanting to be an NBA player, and then I get here to do what? Just make a boatload of money or to have my name enshrined? You know what I mean? Like, forever in the history books. So for some people, it's just about a bag, but for other people, it's about, you know, getting that hardware. And he got, he said it at the beginning of the season. It's not just about money. It's about, you know, it's about legacy. He wants to win rings. But that's a lot of money. I mean, when you think about it, though, like, does your lifestyle change from having $200 million to $300 million a year? I don't got 200 or 300 but I'm <laughs> sure. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Uh, like, you have a house that's probably, like, $20 million. You live a comfortable life. Like that is it gonna change that you that you have a two hundred million dollar contract versus a three hundred million dollar contract? Like what about your life is gonna change? So like you know what I mean? So he's probably looking at it like that. Like I have I have a comfortable life and I'm not gonna spend a hundred million dollars more in a year. You know what I mean? Like that's just ridiculous. So you could, he's probably looking at it, you know, from that angle. It's not like us regular Joe right. Schmoes that make, you know, sixty grand and a hundred, and you know, you have an opportunity to go to a job that'll offer you one hundred and twenty thousand dollars. Like, of course, your lifestyle would change, but if you're already making, if you you already have M's in your bank account, like twenty more does not change your lifestyle. You're going to get offered clothes. Like, people are going to send you clothes. Your friends are going to send you sneakers. You're going to travel on your team plane. You're going to go work out in the off-season at your, at your vacation house. You're going to, you know, take three trips maybe throughout the year. 
is the same. You're gonna have the same exact lifestyle if you're making a hundred million versus two hundred million dollars. And that's just real, like. <clears throat> You being real humble, but let uh, <laughs> I don't care if I already have two hundred million. If you give me another, uh, I have a chance of a hundred mil more. Watch the ignorance. <laughs> to stay Shoot. with to stay That's with the I, Pelicans versus the Los Angeles Lakers. I'm just talking. About I know money. that's I'm what I'm saying. It's, it's different. Like I'm the talking context about me. is different. I understand the context is different. If you're talking about um, an athlete and you're talking about their legacy, and you know getting rings and being in the Hall of Fame, things like that, that probably does matter. But if you're talking about maybe like an entrepreneur or something, you know, that's a different story. Um, we're going to get into potential trades for AD, but um, I laughed uh, probably too hard at a meme that said, I don't know why you Lakers fans want um think AD's coming to LA when he was he's already wearing a jersey that says <laughs> no, no LA. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I said that one too. <laughs> but yeah, I, I laughed at that. Um where do you think he goes? Because that's part of the question. Um I'm not mad at players taking it um taking future in their own hands and doing whatever they have to do because um, we've seen time and time again where organizations will screw you over uh, waves that uh, Blake Griffin who signed a 121 mil uh, extension with the Clippers and then was traded to Detroit. So I'm I'm here for players taking their their, uh, future in their own hands. Um, do you think that's good for the league? I don't know if he did it on purpose. Um, no. Because it opens up the conversation about uh, you can't have that conversation about players taking their future in their own hands without mentioning LeBron James, who is uh, at the forefront, people may think um, unjustly, for always wanting to play with uh, better players or all-stars. Mm-hmm. Which is a separate conversation for a different day because I I, I wanna I want us to get into uh, LeBron and his megastar always needing to team up with somebody else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But isn't that today's league? Yeah. You, you can't just it it, can't it is. Just, it is. But that's why I said you can't have that conversation without highlighting the player GM that is LeBron mm-hmm. James. And there's nothing wrong with players doing that or wanting to do that. Um, the argument can be made. Shout out to V. George Smith. Um, other This Is Why You Lost uh, podcast. He said and a uh, sports group, he said, um, the era, because you said, could it be this era that, or this, this style of basketball that's almost encouraging that? Um, teams in the past, they didn't need to do that because their teams are already stacked, i.e., your Celtics, your Lakers, um, 
your Bulls, your Pistons, not with not to the level of a Golden State, but they were already stacked where they didn't have to go out and almost put three and four superstars combined together to beat somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um, potential area, potential landing areas for uh, AD. Boston, L.A. Um, the Knicks, because they got the cap room, which we're going to talk about. Um, uh, who has the money to pay for him? Is going to be who has the money is where I'm going to get. Well, they all have the money. Um, Boston, the timing indicates that he has no interest in going to Boston. Um, sidebar, they're not taking nobody's calls. Would you? <laughs> Yeah. He's nah. like he's gonna leave. He's not gonna give you anything. So you're gonna pay like you're gonna yeah. bench him or he'll bench himself or whatever, like fake an injury, and you'll end up paying him fifteen million dollars to just sit on the bench where you could have gotten maybe like a Kuzma Lonzo Ingram and a pick, which is a really nice young nucleus. Or you're just gonna sit on this asset that you can't really use. Um, the flip side to that argument, because the argument uh, I'm asking you is, would you make a move? You said, well, yes, why wouldn't I? Because I can get something for him. By the same token, he's already expressed that he's not signing an extension wherever he goes. So you end up losing, um, in the long run, because whatever player you do get and whatever team he does go to, you're not gonna get the pieces valuable. Um, right now versus if you wait to the end of the season, a whole lot of different possibilities open up. Like if you want the the um, premature, uh, the premature uh, nut, if you will, you take calls now and try to move them now. But if you're not looking at what's down the down the pipeline, um, season's almost over. Same thing. That's how the Knicks got into the situation with uh, Melo, where they traded him and gave away everything to get him right before the trade deadline as opposed to just waiting to the end of the season where you could have got a whole lot more. You could have got more in return for the same person. Yeah, but if you just trade him to the organization that he's asking you to, you'll get a lot of – and those, are, those, they're, those guys are on rookie contracts. So it's not like a whole bunch of money. It's not like, you know, they they have options and they're not bad players. Like Lonzo is going to be like a diet Jason Kidd. Ingram, he might take a look. Like he may, he need a little work. I thought he would be better already this season and he hasn't. But that could be like the LeBron effect. Kuzma, he's a solid, you know, Jimmy Butler type of dude. Um, so you you can get like worthy pieces, and you know do whatever it is that you're trying to do there in New Orleans. What that is, I have no idea. But you know, take that young nucleus, 
they'll probably dump like Lance Stevenson off too. Um, like you know what I mean? Like just take that young nucleus and do what it is. Like do what you do. And if I'm on the flip side of that, like Magic and like people have said, um, there's reports that Magic already sent five potential trades to uh, New Orleans for AD. Um, if I'm Magic, yeah, I'm aggressive in trying to get him right now. But if I'm the GM of the Pelicans, I'm going to make everybody wait and see the the season. It, it it works in Magic's favor. And get in. It works in uh, the Pelicans' owner's favor to just ride it out. Wait and see what happens. Like, um... I don't think he's going to rush into any deal. Um, and I could be wrong because by trade end of the trade deadline, 12 o'clock, last day of the deadline, AD could be in another um, another yeah. city. Yeah. I think, I think they're not in any rush to trade him. Then they, no. when, when, the, when the, um, the KP news broke, Porzingis, everybody was like, yo, what happened? Like, why didn't him? Why Nick didn't call? Like, Pelicans aren't answering calls. <laughs> like, he's like, don't call me. Don't. <laughs> We're not interested. Do not call. Like, they're not taking no calls from nobody. So they'll, I, they'll probably end up trading him to Boston at the end of the season. The KP News, uh, nice transition over here. He goes into the next meeting talking about his future. He doesn't know. He's unsure. Um, walks out. Knicks feel like he wants to be traded. What happened? Uh, Mark Cuban's um, <laughs> opportunist ass gets on the phone, makes a deal, and boom. Yeah. Yeah. What's the last part you got before? Um, KP walks in the meeting. He's unsure. Walks yeah. out of the meeting and then... He's traded. Traded. Um, Mark... Uh, Mark Cuban, uh, the ever opportunist... Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mark Cuban jumped right on it. That nigga said in a, um, he said before, players from college overseas that way they develop, um, and come back learning more skills. He meant that apparently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He he meant that, but uh, yeah. KP, um, now gets traded him, Luke, and Dirk, which is. Ridiculous, super racist lineup. Hey, hey, hey. I don't even know what to tell you. Um, is KP healthy though? Like, is he playing this season? He hasn't played in a year, he hasn't played. Yeah, like I saw Nick getting the other like the end of a Nick game and he was in the suit. I'm like, this nigga not playing still. The nigga hasn't played in a year. 
What's the injury? Like his ACL or something? Yeah. Bruh. Mind you, uh, Boogie Collins. Boogie, Boogie busted up his thing, his heel or whatever that was. And he back at it and he bigger than him. Maybe he's just doing that Kawhi thing, like that what Kawhi was doing in San Antonio. Yeah. Like, oh, it don't really it don't really feel right, you know. <laughs> I'll just sit because I don't really want to play for y'all anymore. If um they ain't gonna pop up after all star break. I was about to say after all star break he's playing. <laughs> he might have to shoot the face. <laughs> But on the flip side, um, the Knicks dumped that Hardaway contract and Courtney Lee, and I saw between the both of them, they were paying $117 million. Yeah, Knicks definitely won the trade. I'm like, for Courtney Lee and Tim Hardaway Jr., $117 million? Yeah, Knicks won the trade. They, yo, I haven't seen the Knicks win the trade in forever. Now, what they do with this money and these pieces is another story. But off the bat, it's a pretty good trade. Yeah, Nick's one is straight. Um, again, in terms of players, just uh, like scenarios and what, what works best for them and uh, legacy and trying to move. Um, you said, why would you want to stay in a losing culture? And we had this conversation about the Knicks before. Like, what is it about management and coaches that's a revolving door and players that you can't get, you can't attract mm-hmm. people yep. to come to your, um, come to you, play for your team? And yep. it's crazy because the Knicks have the money next year to go after two, two major people. Two. So that was my – I posted that, that question on, on Facebook. Like, okay, the Knicks have this money, but can the Knicks really pull two max players? Because my thing is KP was a good selling point. Like, we have some young talent, you know, the Knox kid and that, that French dude. We got a couple pieces. Ennis Cantor, he's a blue-collar type player. He'll go after the ball, get it, get you some rebounds. And we have KP, who's like – Diet Kevin Durant. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, if I'm the front office of New York Knickerbockers, that's that's how I'm pitching. But now KP is gone, so like, what's the pitch? And I remember you were saying it's Madison Square Garden. Well, I'm the, like, the pitch now can be, um, oh, we're tanking to Zion. Like, I wouldn't make right. And somebody reminded me that if they get Zion, I mean, you know. That's another piece. That's something else. Like Zion is an animal. How how it translates to the NBA, we have yet to see. But there's no reason to believe that it, it that he won't be in a an effective NBA player. Um. So yeah, if they get one, and this is a this is a good draft. These kids coming out of college. So that could be. But is that attractive for somebody like you know Kevin Durant? Who's championship solidified? He's been to the finals, you know, three straight years, whatever. Or like Kyrie Irving, who's been to the finals four straight years, won a ring. Um, like how attractive is just having like a rookie, even if it is Zion Williams. You know, 
Zion Wilson, Zion Williamson's a great um, talking piece because you also got two other first round picks. But the thing that you're, if you're the Knicks front office, what you're looking at and what you're sounding at at the before the year is over is a list of free agents. The free agent list is summertime? stacked too. Like summertime. Yeah. Let me run through some of them right quick. This is if you're the Knicks, you have a board with all these people faces like it's a uh, <laughs> like you're trying to figure out. <laughs> you got Kevin Durant, Kawhi Leonard, Kyrie Irving, Jimmy Butler, Clay Thompson, Kimba Walker, you got KP, you got Demarcus Cousins, you got um Al Horford, you got Marcus Ole, you got a whole bunch of other French players, you got um Gordon uh, Dragic, you got Bledsoe, um, D'Angelo Russell, who's actually playing decent yeah. this year, Paul Millsap. You, there's a, a lot, lot of people. people. Terry Rozier. Tom Whiteside, Ricky Rubio. Um, so there's a lot of people that are out there um, that you can go and get. Uh, I predict they'll end up with Rick Lopez. Jabari Parker, <laughs> <laughs> Gary Terry. That's the next for you. The, the next gonna next. Neck. And... Like, what are they gonna do with all of this? All of this money. You, you know what I'm waiting for, uh, because I, it's destined to happen. And you, Nick fans, you can say I jinx you if you want, or you can knock on wood while you're listening. But the Knicks are gonna tank for Zion, and they're gonna end up with like the fifth pick. <laughs> 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 because of the lottery, they're gonna end up with like the fifth, yeah. and yeah, see that happening for sure. But uh, yeah, if you're the Knicks, you uh, you walk away saying, "Hey, we got a whole bunch of cap room. Wait till next year. We can draft some good young players." How did that French kid Frank feel? Because they jumped over, they passed on, uh, they passed on the it like. Kid. I'm like, y'all going to trade for this nigga? Y'all going to draft him two years ago and y'all get this French dude that ain't panned out to be nothing? Like, come on. Come on. I got to get Pete on the phone, man. I got to get get Will up here, too. Like, Will Will is a diehard nigga about the fan, and he's, he's almost about to slit his wrist until he saw all the money that they dumped. Between Courtney that Lee, nigga was hurting. And Fam, why you paying Courtney Jr. Lee so much money? The Knicks, one hundred and seventeen between the two of them. How? How? But yeah, that's the Knicks for you. Crazy contracts. They're overspend for for a twelfth man. <laughs> <laughs> So it's going to be interesting to see what they do with this in the offseason. If you're uh, the Knicks and Zion, but you happen to land R.J. Barrett, are you okay with that? If I'm the Knicks? Yeah. Hello? Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't hear you. If I'm the Knicks, if I land RJ Barrett? 
Yeah. Um, I don't think he's gonna he's gonna be. I don't think he's gonna be anything in the NBA. That's just. You think he's just a college? Uh, college yeah, track. historically, Duke players don't translate well in the in the in the National Basketball Association. And that pains me to say, but that's the it's it's the painful truth. And I think um, I think Barrett is going to be one of those super nice Duke players. And then when you get to the league, it's like bust, like Jabari Parker. I was gonna say, what happened oh, to Okafor? Okafor? He was supposed to be. Yeah, that's yeah. sad, man. And I, that's why I'm nervous for Brandon Ingram because he hasn't ticked up. Like, and some could even argue that he's digressed. Um, regress, rather. Um, so I'm, I'm a little bit nervous for him because he has flashes, but he should, be, he should be a consistent number two for LeBron James on the Lakers, and he hasn't. He's disappeared a lot of games and he'll have like, you know, he's had like three moments this season where he's been like, oh my God, that kid is amazing. But, yeah. Do you you think Coach K's system uh, hides? I think so. It could be that. It could also be ego. Like, you know, coming from Duke, you know what I mean? Like, it's like an elitist university on on the basketball scene. So it's like, Coach K, coach me, like, you know what I mean? Like, what can you tell? Like, Kyrie, he had that mentality. Um, and probably if it wasn't for LeBron coming back to Cleveland, it, I don't know what Kyrie would be, you know what I mean? And he, he talked about it. Like, he thought he knew everything, and he wasn't really trying to listen to LeBron. And, you know, he had to go back and apologize to him. But I think that that's part of it, too. Like, coming from Duke and, and being coached by Coach K, you kind of have like this mentality, like an ego, like I know it all. What, like, what can you tell me? And it, they just don't, you know, they just don't do well. He played one year. No, yeah, not even a whole year. Didn't he, yeah, get he didn't even play the whole year? And he still was a high draft pick, which is amazing. But yeah, crazy. if LeBron hadn't gone back to Cleveland, like them, what would the Cavs be? Like honestly. <laughs> Them niggas wasn't gonna do nothing. He probably just be like averaging fifteen, sixteen points, like you like four assists, running up and down the court on a losing team for (laughs) for a trash organization. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, so yeah, I think I think Barrett's gonna be one of those those Duke busts. Um, I think Zion has a better upside than than Barrett does. So if I'm the Knicks, um, I'm not happy with that pick. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. Well, <clears throat> sort of basketball related, but not really uh, the same. Uh, in the beginning of this, you heard Nick Cannon having a conversation about white, white people and black women. Um. You dipped in the snow before, haven't you? I have never. Only thing a white woman can do. <laughs> my Don't say it. After dressing up. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only thing uh, a white woman can do. 
And there's nothing wrong with that. And let me see. I was listening to that Nick Cannon conversation. I heard the uh, the other guy. Uh, I forget his name. Um, but he was talking about how um, if you don't have a black woman um, who's been the most um, looked over, last to get married, uh, all that other stuff that he was saying, um, I, I kind of felt like, but if I have a preference, you can't tell me what shade, what nationality, mm-hmm. what, uh, what culture. Mm-hmm. If I have a preference, it shouldn't be, you know, fingers pointed at me. Because if the shoe is reversed, not a lot gets said about black women choosing white men. Mm-hmm. That could be because black women feel like black men aren't there for them, aren't protectors of the black woman. As let, me, let me ask you quickly. You don't have to go into detail because I know you're. Uh, if you catalog your boyfriends, would you say you have a preference? Mm, uh, no. Would you say you have a type? No. Okay, so you you don't have a preference. You don't have a type. It's really it was it was really whatever you liked at the time. Yeah. Okay. Um, it shouldn't. You shouldn't be held. Um, you shouldn't be burned to the stakes because of your preference. No, you shouldn't. I think in this day and age, a lot of people, but I, um, I, a lot of black ahead. men. A lot of black men pseudo like Latina women because it's supposed it's the it thing right now. Um, but there's so many successful black couples that don't get the attention um, that the one person that chooses a white woman gets. Mm-hmm. But what you what were you about to say? I was gonna say what I, what I think that guy was trying to convey was that um, why wouldn't black women be your first preference, like your first and only preference? seeing their plight and what they've gone through and how how uh black women are at the bottom of the of the totem pole for everything the the you know the the most discriminated against like why isn't your eye always on on your own to build and uplift and love and procreate i think that's what he was trying to say not that you sh- not that you can't but maybe that you shouldn't. I don't know. I can't speak for that because I have a Nubian queen. True. Ha. <laughs> <laughs> so did, did your father ever tell you don't bring no white woman home? No. But what I was going to say Would your father was... have looked up under his glasses if you walked through your doors with a white woman? Uh, my father was shady. He would he would look at a lot of different things and make fun of a lot of different things. Um, my me and my father have the same. Uh, we have the same genes. Where, um, if he saw somebody, he would laugh or snickle under his breath. <laughs> I do the I do the same thing. Um, but that's preference. 
I can tell you for a fact that I respect women, period, no matter what shade, no matter what color, no matter, no matter what nationality. But in terms of dating, do I have a preference? Did I have a preference? Mm, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I did. And there's nothing wrong with having one. There's nothing wrong with having one. Not look at DJ Envy. I know um, his daughter had went to prom with a, um, a white guy, and he put in the comments, any disrespect will not be tolerated, blah, 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 blah. He teaches his kids to love people. Mm-hmm. As athletes. Athletes use uh, someone like a Michael J. A white woman. Um, relationships are difficult, period. No matter who, what color you are. Yeah. Relationships are difficult, period. I think um, sometimes black women get a, a unfair label of being difficult deal with or having attitude or anything like that. It's a very unfair label. Um, I, I, I feel like when you're dating somebody, personality should be one of the main things that either keeps you with them or draws you to them. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Personality, character, integrity, Trust, loyalty, the list goes on and on and on and on and on and on. Yeah. Um, you young, younger, um, this is not a, a PSA to tell y'all, only date black women, don't look, but it looks a way where, you know, all of these girlfriends of, you, you see a lot of the NFL girlfriends are white women. A lot of NFL players have white women. A lot of NBA guys have black have black women. I don't know if there's some they type have of, you know, weird correlation or something to be drawn from that. But yeah. I haven't seen I haven't seen actually a black a prominent black basketball player with a white woman until CJ McCollum married that Italian girl over the summer. But prior to that, I can't, and maybe you could help me out here if I missed it, but you know, like LeBron, D-Wade. MJ, he remarried a white woman. Yeah. He started. Scott and Pippen, I think, had a white woman too. Laura, 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 Lori, what's her name? Whatever future, whoever future taking down, future be going to the concerts with. <laughs> um, I think what happens with black athletes, no matter the sport, um, women in general are throwing themselves at the athletes because they got the big contracts. Um. Women, if I could give you a little pointer, I think you you guys are 
I think you guys are hoeing back. <laughs> You're on the wrong sport. Football money ain't guaranteed. Yeah. And it's a way more violent, dangerous sport. So the lifespan is very short. Unless you're Tom Brady and you sleep in kale pajamas. <laughs> uh, there's niggas in Atlanta this week about to get a looking for a husband or a baby daddy. I can assure you Facts. that. Facts. And they're going to secure something. Um, a couple of them going to secure something. Yeah, they go. They want to get a dumb nigga that's drunk, and uh, they don't. They ain't gonna see the come up. They ain't gonna see the jig floating over their head while they uh talking to him. They gonna come up on somebody. Um, but a lot doesn't get said about Serena Williams and her husband choice. Yeah. Yeah. Because as a as a black male, you you, you getting on me for. If I have a white woman, but here you are, queen. Yeah. And you can you can make the claim, oh, because he's a billionaire. This Where's black billionaire. Stop it. Where'd that be? This, this black billionaires. Um, but are they looking at Serena? Because she's not, Ooh. you know, quote unquote classic beauty. She's dark skinned. She has kinky hair, like it's weave, but most of the time she's either in braids, cornrows, or she has a kinky weave. And she's not really slim. She has an athletic build, so she's not your quote-unquote prototypical, you know, essence of beauty. So are black billionaires looking in Serena's way? Is she a catch for a black billionaire? I get. I think that goes back to preference. Um, yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah. Do you, so uh. Where do you stand on either black men dating white women or white black black females dating white males? Where do you stand on either side? I mean, of course I would rather, you know, see my children date within their race. But if they came home with something else, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't be opposed to it. I wouldn't be beating them over their heads like, you know, you need to get rid of him or her or you need, you know, find a black girl or find a black guy. Like, if they feel like that they're in love with that person and they they have something, then, you know, that like, that's cool. Um, but I go back to preference. Like you said, I would prefer them to, but if they don't, that's fine as, like, I'm not going to kill anybody for bringing home like a white guy or an Asian girl, you know. Um, but I think it's also interesting to note that um, if a Jewish man tells, like, tells his daughter, like, you have to marry a Jew. You can't marry outside of this. Like, that's perfectly fine. 
same thing with like, you know, uh, Middle Eastern Islamic people. Like, oh, you have to find you a nice Islamic man, you know. And, you know, that's, that's, that's fine. But when it comes to black and white, it's like, oh, you can't marry no black guy or you can't, you know, date no black, no white girl. It's, it seems like it's only when it's, when it's black and white that it's an issue. But a lot of other cultures and races, like the thing is to marry within that race and culture. You know what? Uh, it's not a problem, but we both have light-skinned children. Yeah. Um, it won't be completely taboo because of their shade for them to not be attracted to, but find somebody that's the same complexion. Mm-hmm. Like you said, you would prefer they stay inside their race, but you won't feel away if they did not. I'm just bringing up the point that it won't be completely taboo if their preference, um, mind you, they're still young, so their minds can't even be cultivated to something like that. But if their preference leads them to looks more like them or it's not that boot for the completely opposite direction. Mm-hmm. Will you will you preach or teach your children um, because when you say preference, is it like there's a fine line between like preference and I don't want to say discrimination because that's a little bit aggressive, but maybe like colorism. Is that something that you're cognizant of and, you know, you'll teach that to your children to be mindful of? Yes. Um, Again, same, because they are of lighter, (laughs) lighter tones. Um, Yeah, it's something for them to definitely uh, be aware of. Kate may wake up, wake up when he get really recognized and be like, "Well, how the heck am I so white? And y'all, <laughs> y'all dark than I am." <laughs> and that would be his first. And what color is going to be right in his house? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, it's a it's a teaching moment for sure. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Oh. But what? You know. I guess you cross that bridge. Yeah. What else can you do? Sixteen. That they couldn't have their own accounts. Was Was it sixteen or was it a different age? I think it was 16. Yeah. We shall see. All right. 
before we uh before we dip, I wanted to uh, group chats. We had this discussion <laughs> discussion before on group chats, but I'm raising a different uh question for consideration. Okay. What happens if in a group chat two people are beefing plan outing as the group chat what do you do with the two people beefing in the group chat do you still invite them to said outing or is it like a we'll create a separate group chat <laughs> and just go out and leave these two things as beefing home no you gotta invite the whole crew like people beef like if you're real friends like you're going to have a rift at some point about the friendship. If you have a coworker, you're going to have a rift with your coworker throughout your tenure at that job. Like, that's just the nature of relationships. Um, you know, it'll always come back. Like, if y'all real cool, like, if y'all real friends, everybody in the group chat are real friends, yeah, like, invite the whole group. Them niggas will get over it. They'll just avoid each other, sit them at the <laughs> opposite end of the table, like, <laughs> avoid each other, and, you know, have a good time. So you you wouldn't let your uh, night out be ruined because so and so's throwing shady looks at the other person or mumbling stuff under their breath or nah. What you do like you? It's a group chat. This is who was invited. X Y Z A B C D E F. We're all going to be in this one area and it's not, we're not going to be at a play place. We're going to be at a restaurant. We're going to be sitting, we're going to be sitting down, <laughs> eating a meal. If you want to come, you are invited to come. If not, you know, because XYZ is here, that's fine. You don't have to come, but you are invited to come if you want to. Like, just leave that up to them. And maybe they feel like they're, you know, big enough to sit at a, at a table with somebody that they're beefing with and, and be cool. And, you know, some people are not they're not with the, you know, being phony and fake or whatever, as people call it, and they'll choose to, to, to sit out. And that's fine as well. But invitation is open to everybody. And, you know, this, this, these are the people that's going to be there. If you want to come, cool. If not, that's also cool. That's it. And a tie back to the previous conversation, what happens if somebody in a group chat posts a picture or they show up to a, an event that's couples related and they got, you notice their date is uh, <laughs> something else. <laughs> is there a separate group chat that's created to clown said person or is it done in the same chat? Yeah. Yeah. They yeah. Um, yeah, you can clown them. Like, why not? All right, good. Because I was about to say, I, I feel like girls uh, abide by a whole bunch of different rules. I mean, when most it comes girls do. Like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not like most of them. I am Melissa's. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. But yeah, invite everybody. Clown them niggas. They're your real friends. They'll come back. They always do. I was about to say, uh, it, 
<clears throat> I think all of my friends have the same thing in common. Uh, we gonna roast your ass right there on the spot. It ain't no, we gonna talk about you behind yeah. your back. No, nigga, you, you gonna, gonna get, get the jokes, jokes right here, right and now, the chat, and live and in color. Definitely. One of our, one of our friends, um, what was one the AFC Championship, the the um division games. This nigga was saying since Wednesday before the games, yo. <laughs> The snow gonna be crazy. Um, I'm not gonna be there. <laughs> we let it slide the first time, and then like Friday came, and he kept with the same snow story. We was just we, everybody just at one time was like, "Yo, fam, we get it. You've been saying the snow <laughs> thing for that's been your excuse. <laughs> that's been your excuse. We get it." When the games came on and there was no snow, niggas was in the group chat like, no "Yo, snow. you want to take a help you no, shovel?" Like, like, what happened to that snowstorm? Who at the government changed their mind? Yeah, somebody. That got the connections. Bruh. Um, I got a... Do you have a show? Um, Three Identical Strangers. A documentary like about one. triplets that were separated at birth. Some crazy Jewish agency. Yeah, those people are wicked. Um... A lot of people watched it and a lot of people missed it. And the people that watched it made a buzz about it. So they're re-airing it on CNN tomorrow night at 9 o'clock, I believe. So if you're listening and you're going to be home Saturday night, turn to CNN. Really good documentary. Um, Three invisible strangers. Three identical strangers. Yes. Um, so that's my recommended show for the week. Uh, being that this, is, this has been the uh, the sports show, uh, Dion's double play. 30 for 30. Yes. Got that on the DVR. Dion's double play. Um, oh, Killer Mike's joint too on Netflix. Nigga, I was, come on, don't be still on my, my joint. I was 100% going to come in here, and but I saw the Dion joint. I'll let you. So which one are you going with? The identical uh, or Killer Mike's? Because Killer Mike's joint is funny. Killer Mike's joint is funny. So if you want a little uh, comedic relief from, you know, work and being stressed and your kids and your spouse or whatever, you can watch Killer Mike's joint. You can get some good laughs out of that. If you're already happy and you're living your best life and you're on cloud nine, you want to come back down to reality where everybody else is, you can watch Three Identical Strangers. That'll put you in like a real somber depressive type of mind frame um so Kill yeah. Mike told that white boy hey if you interrupt me while I'm talking <laughs> <laughs> that would be like his about being proud of being black first example of white privilege <laughs> <laughs> yo Killer Mike was unapologetically black through that that entire series I'm surprised that Netflix like just gave him the green light for that. That was like some nigger shit naive with the, the crips and the, the I was like, yo. The nigga tried to go when on the date and get a loan. <laughs> yo, fam. <laughs> that was definitely one of my shows that I was gonna come in here with. That killer Mike joint. Oh, he call, he calls white people allies. I cry every single time. Yeah, this is this is my my rapping partner. He's an ally. 
in the interview that he was doing, well, we don't want to give it away, but that was funny too. Like, like he sat down to do an interview with a white guy, but he was being pro black for three days. So he, he wasn't talking <laughs> to the dude. He was whispering everything in his friend's ear. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yo, I used to sit there interview like this, bro. I just got up and laughed. Like, I'm not going to stay here with my recorder and have him whispering in your ear and then you relaying the message to me. That nigga shook his for his partner's hand to shake the other guy's yeah. hand. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that Mike, was a funny. A yeah, that was a funny one. Um, and he did an interview with the Breakfast Club, and him, him and Envy had a little spat. So that's some good entertainment too. If you got an hour over the weekend, um, Killer Mike on the Breakfast Club. Killer Mike might become one of my uh, favorite personalities. Yeah. Quickly, quickly becoming one of my favorites. That's all we got. Um, Listen, niggas, stay away from Super Bowl parties. Um, Get your excuses ready (laughs) for Monday. Monday. And shout out to the niggas that's back at work from the government. Yes. Uh, Yes. Glad we opened back up like a pop-up shop so y'all can get back to work. Uh, Salute to y'all. But so we got enjoy the Super Bowl. This nigga got applause and all the effects. Uh, that's it. That's all I got. That's all I got. Oh yeah.